right, guys, thanks for tuning in to the New Blood Rising podcast and download on Clash of the Champion 17. Uh, I'm William Rankin, joined by Jason Kiesler. What's up? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and Charlie Stabile. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so here we are, Clash of the Champion 17. Yeah, so it's been a little bit, folks, but we're glad to be back with you here uh, as we close in on Almost the end of the calendar year ninety one. Done. A, it's been a. It's been quite a year. And just to kind of, I guess to we'll kind of recap just briefly some of the major storylines since it's been a little bit of time and everything. But um, just to kind of give you the roadmap for this episode. We're once we're done, we're gonna we have a little tease for you guys at the end. So stay tuned at the end. It kind of we've been trying to figure out something fun to do uh, since there's been you know kind of a break between episodes a little bit more than we'd like but you know what hey life happens my friend life uh, uh finds a way to uh get in the way of podcasts sometimes that's okay that's all right but we'll have something at the end for you guys to dive into um or to take part in it'll be fun let's see uh but how are you guys doing jason how are you sir how's uh how are things i see that's how things are. I was going to ask how the is, snow was up there. Is it bad up there? Well, well God. where I am, it's ice. Like, it's just ice. Like, I got up this morning, there was nothing as far as it has still just been raining. It wasn't even raining. Then at 9.30, we go out. I go out to take the dog out, and it's a good half inch to an inch of ice, like, everywhere. So... I'm probably going to lose power, which is why I'm drinking to stay warm. Wow. All right. All right. Well, hey. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I, we. I was waiting to see if it'd come this way. I don't think. I don't think we're going to get any ice. I don't think it's going to get cold enough for it. How's the rain? How's the rain down in Charleston, sir? It has been raining nonstop, but uh, we don't. It, it's been like 45 degrees, so nothing's freezing. You know, it's not going to run to Florida again, are you? No, no chance in hell of that. <clears throat> no. Are you good? Is, is it making you good and angry, Charlie? Is it making you good and angry? Are we gonna? Are we gonna get the old Charlie Stabile on the show today? <laughs> We're gonna find out, now, aren't we? <laughs> there are people oh, eagerly waiting. Oh my God, that sounds chilling. There, are, we we've understand there are, there are people that are literally getting treatments that are waiting to hear the explosion. So I I kind of feel like Tony Stark doing that little shocking the little that little itty bitty shock he tries to give uh, Bruce Banner in the Avengers just to see if it'll get him to go. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. See if it'll get him to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie becomes the that big green rage monster. <laughs> um, Is there something specifically on this show that people are like? just up in arms about i don't know but yeah actually i think more so people are excited because like there's good stuff on this show really really good stuff um that we'll be able to talk about but that oh uh, is there (laughs) see there (laughs) see i knew that that would be the trigger Oh, no one told me i knew that'd be the trigger (laughs) um and i will try not to wheeze on this episode i heard the complaints that was nice i appreciate it but uh, at the same time um, you, you're the weezer I'm, i knew it I, but you know what Here, here's the thing I, i'm not gonna i am not gonna get into this and nor am i gonna slam the person i'm not even gonna say the person's name it's cool it's fine it's your opinion i understand uh but here's the thing i love doing this podcast i to do it with my friends it's like the poker game 
I've said this before. It's like for the previous generations, it's like doing the poker game on Sundays where you just get to get away from things. So I'm sorry if I have a good time and I laugh a little bit excessively hard. Other than that, uh, have a good life. So Clash of the Champions 17. It is. <laughs> Thanks for hitting the download. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, November 19th, 1991. We are in Savannah, Georgia. For Clash of the Champion 17. So, like I said, brief recap where we left things. Ron Simmons had an epic battle with Lex Luger. We find out later he apparently broke his wrist during that match. Didn't know that at the time when we recorded Havoc, but there you go. Um, so, Lex Luger is once again, and he's really taken on all challengers as the World Heavyweight Champion. It's really cool. It's a great run uh, for Lex. He's still the champion. Sting has been getting presents. We don't know who they're from. Uh, so, But they apparently are wrestlers that want to beat his head in. So that's a problem. So the Stinger, although the United States champion, is having to combat a mysterious uh, sender of big presents that are actually people. So that's a problem. Uh, the Enforcers are still our world tag team champions. You know what? They've been, they, they, they shattered poor Barry Windham's hand or did something to it. Will he be in the match tonight with Dustin Rhodes? Maybe. We'll see. But that's a lot what's been going on. It's been a good time. Oh, and Paulie Dangerously brought Rick Rude into WCW. Woo! That's only good. That can only bring good things for us. Hey, real quick, did you guys hear anything about the Taker thing in Charleston, how it went yesterday? The Facebook comment sections are great. Oh, yeah? 150 bucks. What the hell? So real quick for everybody People out there. People are like losing their minds. We are all in South Carolina. <laughs> Apparently the Undertaker came to an, an unbelievable meet and greet down at a pub in Charleston. I don't know how they scored that. It must have been it must have been Well, that's why your tickets are under 50. That's all I'll say to that. That's probably why you're having to pay that much. But um yeah. I was just curious if anybody like if anybody went and posted a picture with uh with the Undertaker. So, I don't know. I was just curious. Yeah, I'll take a look uh, when we get off. But um, now people just didn't seem too pleased about the whole ordeal. <laughs> How much would it take her to say "Hey, swagger" into the phone? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, would have gone would have gone over worse than when we got Shane Douglas. I like watching New World Rise. Swagger? What? Thank you. Can you sign my Kodiak can with Hay Swagger in this whiteout pen? <laughs> Boy, I don't know what the hell y'all are into, but y'all fucked up. <laughs> that, that'd be it. All right, so here we go. Clash of Champions 17. We are in Savannah, as we said. We get a, opening the show, a quick little montage of matches on the card. We go to Jim and Tony. I love Jim and Tony tonight. Jim Ross is not having a good time on this show, and I'm 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 curious if you guys caught some of the <laughs> caught some of Jim Ross's looks of doom that he gives Tony, or just in general to the camera. It's not the happy, creepy Jim Ross face tonight. <laughs> but opening up here, they're talking about the final mystery package, and who and also uh, or that uh, Sting will be getting tonight, Who who is uh, in that final package, and who's going to be teaming with Dustin Rhodes against the Enforcers. It's supposed to be Barry Windham. Will it be Barry Windham? There'll be more about that later. We go to them. We've got Tony and Missy. They talk and they talk about her interview later with uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Or actually, damn it. I messed it up. I, had it, I actually typed it out, Marcus Alexander Bagel. But, oh well, fuck it. 
Um, there it is. But I'm I'm pretty sure we never get that, right? No, we never get. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I just realized that after you said that. No, he never he never shows up. He's probably in the concession stand <laughs> brawling with the. How old were you, Jason, at this time? Oh no, no. this is a good thirteen years before. <laughs> That'd have been great if it's this <laughs> episode one. <laughs> The prequel. Uh, so then we go to our first match. Although I do love the way Bischoff punches Gary Capetta's name. He really punches it. It's almost like he doesn't like him. Eh, maybe. But anyway, first match. It's Thomas Rich representing the York Foundation taking on Big Josh in a very apt lumberjack match. So here we go. Uh, Jason, lead us off here with this uh, clash opener. Sure thing. So I just want to say real quick that champions is a long word to have each individual letter pop on the screen one at a time, especially if you do it two times within a minute. Um, someone should have thought about that because it was I was like, oh, God, this is annoying. Um, I want to go ahead and give some points to Thomas Rich right off the bat for changing his look. Um, unlike the Ricky Morton, Thomas Rich is wearing pants. He's wearing dark colors. His hair is in a ponytail. He does not look like the schlub that won the World Heavyweight Championship back in 1980. He actually looks like a character. Good for him. Problem is, this is clearly the end of the York Foundation, which I think also is this This is the first match we've seen of Thomas Rich since he joined, as far as it being on something that we're watching, correct? That <laughs> makes it even funnier. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then noticed that there are a lot of heel lumberjacks for this lumberjack match i mean you would think big josh being a lumberjack he would have a lot of lumberjack friends but no so the young pistols sergeant buddley parker terrence taylor and richard morton um and i thought for a second richard morton didn't even bother was in a rock and roll express shirt but no it's that very colorful york foundation printer shirt which is fucking hilarious and then the freebirds were there and i thought the freebirds were heel but I guess the free birds are face. Uh, is Atlanta playing at somebody? And, and is, That's oh, what I was thinking. Jason, I yeah, literally wrote it, the same exact thing. Are, are, wait, are they face now? I wrote the exact same thing because I was yeah, really yeah. confused. <laughs> yep, because they're, you know, I, I wanted to ask Charlie, is it okay for people in Savannah Here we go. to root for people in Atlanta? They're yes. in this state. Or... Should it not be okay because Savannah is distance and time-wise further away from Atlanta than Chattanooga? I mean, it's in the same state, I'm good with it. Okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. Definitive verdict. So uh, only eight states can root for an XFL team. Um, come. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Keesler, Keesler with the cage Wait, drop. A minute. <laughs> That's completely different. If you're bringing in like the XFL's territories, <laughs> you know, and is it because there's 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 not many XFL teams, and so it's a very long way to get to the next XFL team? Yeah, that's exactly what. Okay, it is. Well, what? Are, are you really trying to press this issue with me again? Because I'll go. Anyone? Yes, He's gonna do it. Here it comes. So, oh yeah. All the oh, way yeah. for the South. Any baseball team so it was okay it was okay Charlie it's okay I was you know 
they're bandwagging 100%, but it's still. Please okay. tell me these are your notes for this match. Please. Oh, but yeah, the note is simply. You just piss off Charlie. Just wait until he he just absolutely loses his mind. I'll even bring up the XFL. Fuck it. That's, right. That's exactly what it is. Um, it was the distance between Atlanta and Chattanooga and Atlanta and Savannah. And make sure to piss off Charlie is exactly what my notes say. Um, I would never walk into Chattanooga and just assume these have got to be Braves fans. You know, I would never think that. But I would I would absolutely think that if I was in Savannah. Yeah, it just it just doesn't. I'm not doing this. <laughs> so you're a regionalist. You're a regionalist. No, no, no. I, I, don't, I, don't I know how I think people would think. Like I'll, okay. I'll put it that way. You know, like I said this, I think on the last one, it's like I, you know, there's a lot of there's some Carolina Panthers fans here, and it's like, well, that's really North Carolina. It's not really our team. But sure, you know, I mean, even the Atlanta Falcons are there, too. But no one seems to really grasp onto them like they do the Carolina Panthers. It's, oh, boy. So how about people, let's settle this. People in New York, who do they cheer for? Jets or Giants? There's, even there's, play at the same stadium, Charlie. I'm interested to see your explosion. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably go with the Patriots because they're the ones that win. No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, Charlie. He's, he's just getting that. Oh, yeah. what, what do you make of that? Well, I've yeah. met some. And, the, and, then, and the funny thing is they both play in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They don't even play in New York. Yeah, so people, Charlie, according to Charlie, people in New York can't root for them, even though they're in their name, because it's a different state. It's not that they can't root for them. It's just they shouldn't be treated like they're hometown fucking heroes. That, that, that's the part that pisses me off. So the New York Yankees should be treated like hometown heroes in New York? Of course they should. What, what I, we were talking about the Giants and the Jets. We're talking about the Yankees now? I said, I'm bringing them all in. You bring them all in? <laughs> he just unzipped and just Why dropped his big Yankees old dick too? on the conversation. Here you go. <laughs> but uh, Buddy Lee Parker gets extra points for the match, too, because he's got parking tickets. And where he threw the book. So I had to do something to spruce up this match because with our conversation, because this match does, I'm glad it doesn't, does not set the pace for how the rest of the show is going to go. And I don't think that Terrence Taylor at the end turned face when he tripped up. I just think he said, fuck it. I'm done with this stupid ass gimmick. Um, But I also have to ask a question. Uh, did either of you see Miss York after she walked Thomas Rich out to the the ring? No. What, no. I mean, I saw her, but I didn't. You know, I didn't see what she did. That's what you're referring to. I didn't see what she did. Right. right. Well, she's just out there, and the whole gimmick with this whole team is that they go. They have this computer that tells you how to beat people. So at one, no time did Thomas Rich go to that computer oh you're so, right you are right because I, I wrote that yes you're right you are correct right well he so, is new you know. right that either means one or two things thomas rich didn't need the computer or thomas rich is wirelessly communicating with the computer ergo wi-fi thomas rich <laughs> maybe he just didn't get the software update <laughs> updating <laughs> fear.com thomas rich <laughs> <laughs> Just rated R. His name was Wildfire Tommy Rich, and I go, why? 
I'm sure it's, all I get is, oh, God, that's it? That's it's it? pretty good. It's, pre- it's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, thanks. I beg for it. Um, Why fight, Tommy? <laughs> um, it's actually growing burn. on me. It's really good. It's one of those slow burns, Jay. I like that one. <laughs> That's a really good one. I can just see the Great. one bar, though, of Wi-Fi. doesn't have the full complement of bars. Yeah, he, he never has the full bar. Yeah. <laughs> He's got... But, uh... He barely knows the password. <laughs> <laughs> it's what now? Password for the York Foundation's Wi-Fi is York 1. <laughs> is that a capital Y, or No. <laughs> it's a capital R. No one wants that. The password is Wildfire. It is literally his name, and he cannot. <laughs> wildfire. <laughs> but he confuses. So he made like a capital but, uh, Y in place of the the I. So it's Wildfire with that capital Y. That's the thing that's giving him the hard time. <laughs> I need an uppercase. And he's also, he's decided to be cool. He spelled the wild with a Y, so it's W Y L T Y. Like Wild Stallions? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ted Theodore Logan. I'm Bill S. Preston. I'm Wi-Fi Thomas Rich. And we are <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> oh, my God, Drew McIntyre, you splintered the shield. So did time. <laughs> oh. This match, I don't have anything memorable from the match itself other than Terrence Taylor tripping up Tommy Rich and Tony and Jim Ross both pretending that they had to watch the replay to see it. <laughs> but, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the look on his face. He just turns away and the young pistols just go. Bah! <laughs> it was awesome. But the crowd already, this crowd is like really into it. So that with the bonus points for Thomas Rich changes clothes, Buddy Lee Parker's ticket book. I give this match a four. All right, Charlie, what'd you think? I like this uh, bullshit backstory that Thomas Rich and Big Josh were former best friends. They brought him in. They just, you know, they're former best friends. I'm like, that's new to me. Uh, <laughs> I did like the lumberjacks. I did notice they were predominantly heels, but I, I thought that like it just, it's just not <laughs> the group of guys that it was. Like I was like, okay, so Young Pistols, Morton, Taylor, cool, Todd Champion. Yeah, I'm just oh, God. Only one uh, of a tag team. Yeah, yeah, just one. And then, and then, and I remember thinking that why just one? Well, oh, the other ones in the next. Yeah, match. exactly, exactly. <laughs> it would look ridiculous for him to leave, and all right, I guess I go back. <laughs> he just stays. Um, Everyone else leaves. <laughs> he just stays. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. <laughs> Um, Taylor, like it just cracked me up when Taylor, so Taylor trips Tommy Rich and I, and I just was, I just assumed the, 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 the exactly is like, he just got in this stable and I, I'm already tired of him. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's just call it off. It's, it's really funny and no one really seems to care. The match ends. It's, oh, it is what it is. Uh, I, I ended up just giving us a three. The computerized man of the 1990s just gave the York foundation a virus. Jesus Christ. Donald Sutherland walking around half cyborg trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I thought of that movie too. I was like, oh God, why am I thinking of that? (laughs) I'm going to give it a lethal dose of poison. It'd be great. It's it's Terrence Taylor delivering the Vince McMahon NWO speech. (laughs) 
he would have to muster up all the charisma that like combined from his entire career to, to even maybe get half that close. <laughs> Um, all right, I only have a couple, couple quick notes, and then I'll, and then we can move on. Thomas Rich looks a little heavy in this match. He's so heavy, he makes little Debbie look like Big Deborah. I mean, it's a big boy. He's looking a little round in the belly. <laughs> um, also, when I saw Buddy Lee Parker, I was like, oh, eat, eat the rich. <laughs> I saw Buddy Lee Parker, and I was like, oh, that's cute. It's like it's the little boss man. Yeah, the little boss man. <laughs> quick, quick note for about some more Buddy Lee Parker. So last week, Tony Schiavone was on Chris Jericho's podcast, and they were talking about how some of the differences between WWE, or excuse me, WWF and WCW. And he's like, you know, I just watched Wrestle War '91, and the Ooh. opening match was, and I can't remember, but he's like Thomas Rich. Oh, he said Wildfire Tommy Rich, Junkyard Dog. Oh, and I forgot who else. So he goes, and Chris Jericho goes, okay. And he goes, against the state, Bailey Parker and so-and-so, the Highway State Patrol, and the big cat. And Chris Jericho just starts laughing his ass. <laughs> he's like, he's like he goes, I don't know. And Chris Jericho just goes, Bailey Parker. <laughs> I love it. It's just even, because even he's, Tony so Shabani said, like, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> All right, I gave that match a four as well, um, which I I look at that, I'm like, that's probably too high. Oh, yeah, I, it, Big Josh won with the Northern Exposure for those that are scoring at home. Uh, we get oh, we can talk with the Steiner brothers on the hotline, which is always a fun thing to think about, so there you go. Up next, Charlie has... Firebreaker Chip versus Beautiful Bobby. Here we go. So, uh, Firebreaker Chip is from the WCW Special Forces? Uh-huh. Is that right? Did I hear that right? Because I was like, what? <laughs> Not just the Special Forces, the WCW Special Forces. And from what I can tell, he's the only one. Well, Tim and Todd Champion. But That's it. Is that the name of their team? No, they're the Patriots, but they're from the WWE. <laughs> He's a but firefighter, never... too. Like, that's what's weird. It's like Special yeah, Forces. Th- th- this guy covers a lot of ground. <laughs> I think they to build a stable. They were going to have, like, a group. It was going to be a, a firefighter, a soldier, probably a police officer, you know, like well, all these. You missed these the mark with one of those guys. Could have brought in old Buddy Lee. Face turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the little boss man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And how do you ever take a trip down the top on a Jordan? You just make up the pitch of his song. Uh, my favorite part of the match is, um, and I just happened to see it. I wasn't looking for it. My eye just wandered. Uh, there's a fan in the front row who just fucking lights a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> is it, I, 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 I about died. Is just, it just, on the left-hand side that keeps falling asleep? Yeah, he's like more on the uh, on the left side. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching it, if he's on the left side of the hard cam, he's in the very, in the very front row. Just puts a cigarette in his mouth and just lights it up. He's like, man, <laughs> like, are the Jets yeah. on? Giants on? What's up? Don't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, like the Savannah. <laughs> uh, 
that's about all I got. I, I, I put a little rally uh, to, to finish the match, which was kind of fun, but overall wasn't wasn't very good. I, I feel bad for Bobby. I gave it a four. All right, Jason, what'd you think? Um, the crowd is not into this match. They're canning <laughs> boring. Um, maybe you know national television isn't the best time to teach somebody um, <laughs> tutor him because they zoom in at one point where Firebreaker Chips got Bobby in a headlock or something. You just hear you just see Bobby going, "Okay, now I want you to do this." <laughs> just <laughs> do it. Um, it's great. Uh, I dubbed this match the loose change match because. <laughs> Throughout most of this match, instead of talking about what's going on, they're talking about the event at the Omni in Atlanta on Thanksgiving where some charity is going to have buckets at the concession. So you can put your loose change to, get, just to do it. And that's so nice, but it's just like, really? We're really just going to go over this match with this. But don't worry, because someone else is going to get the worst end of that stick later on. Um, the only move comment that I have in here is there was a pop-up backbreaker, which looked great. Um, I wish more people would do stuff like that. Uh, but I don't think this was the finish because Bobby didn't even seem to know because it was one, two, three, and Bobby's up ready to go. <laughs> the referee's like, no, no, it's done. It's done. You see him go, really? So, um, you know, same thing, a three. Chip has quite the plan. He, he keeps going to the top rope and I think it throws Bobby off like, Hey man, what are we doing? You're, 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 <laughs> hey man, you're a big boy. You ain't be, you ain't doing that. <laughs> He's the Undertaker, of course, because that's pretty much any of these Southern accent impressions become the Undertaker, but that's okay. Um, I, I agree. I don't think the finish was... Uh, I think the finish is a pretty hilarious fail because Chip is... Uh, he's got... All right. He's supposed to come flying out of that near fall and hit the turnbuckle, so he's kind of he's kind of dazed, so Bobby can hit that belly-to-back bridge. But, like, he popped... Like, Bobby kicks out of the near fall, and Chip's like, Ugh, Oh, shit. I gotta get to that buckle, and he kind of does like this, <laughs> this fake stumble over the buckle, <laughs> and kind of, kind of hits it, I guess, so Bobby can get up and then catch him from behind with that belly to back bridge. It's hysterical, and it just leads to what you were talking about, Jason. This is probably not, not the, not the venue, not the uh, occasion to be having a match with a guy. We have to tutor him. <laughs> so I gave it a three as well. All right, so up next, we have a Starcade promo. Battle Bowl is coming, and that'll be a lot of fun. That's our next show. Good stuff. Tony brings ba- brings it back, and up next is Sting's final box, which is uh, kind of funny. To... <laughs> uh, Did you get a weird... Uh, yeah, <laughs> great line. Like, shoot, Charlie. Like, this is funny somewhere. <laughs> um, Sting, my man seen a lot of boxes and that's a box <laughs> so look the entire world bodybuilding federation comes out and, and Dude, love... <laughs> oh they all look like they're in their underwear yes. like, it's so funny now that is a box um so then out of this Ara- <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> out of this like arabian nights caravan steps medusa in a and a dancer's outfit, and boy, does she put the moves on Sting. She carefully turns Sting away from the caravan, and Sting Sting actually asks her, Hey, w- where are we going? What what are we doing? What? And, <laughs> and, and what's funny is if you watch this, they all, they both of them run out of choices. This thing goes on long too long to where Medusa kind of runs out of moves that she can do to Sting. She even looks at the camera at one point like, Is, is the other guy coming out yet? <laughs> do I need to keep doing this? And sure enough, 
Uh, <laughs> I hear. And sure enough, Sting hits the stick on his N64 controller, does his taunt, and then Luger comes out of the caravan <laughs> and attacks Sting's knee and basically rips it off and just beats him with it. And then a few of the lumberjacks <laughs> on a coffee break come running back in like, hey, wait a minute. We need to help out the Stinger. And they run off the World yep. Heavyweight Champion. So... How stupid does this, uh, Sting? Like, how could he? How could he fall for this? Like, like once again, Sting is a moron. Just, it's Medusa. Sting's penis betrayed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? And also, is it Sting's friends have taken a significant downgrade? Oh, these are all curtain jerkers. It's like it used to be Sting's friends. Here comes Luger, the Steiners, Eligante. Right. Now, here's, here's Brian Pillman and Todd Chan. And like, like, man, the BSK is looking a little slim. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this is going to set into motion an incredibly, like, like enriching storyline for the night. As what's going to happen oh, yeah. to what's going to happen to the Stinger because he's got a match later on against Ravishing Rick Rude defending the U.S. Heavyweight Title. Will it happen? Well, we'll find out sure soon enough. So can we go to a break and we come out and we've got the Z-Man taking on the Diamond Stud. Um, Jason, quickly uh, the the tights. What's our status on the tights this match? Well, being that you could barely see it, uh, they are two Ds. It is it is to the the diamond stutter the um stud hits a middle rope bulldog. Also, oh, well, go ahead, Charlie. Sorry. Go also, ahead. this 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 match is already underway. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah like like we come back a, from commercial and diamond stud's getting whipped into the corner. <laughs> you know, I'm just oh. <laughs> we, so yeah, great point because like not only do we come out of like come in medias rest to this match. All of a sudden, we decide, like, within a minute, you know what? We need to cut away to Sting hobbling in the back. Like, what's going on with the Stinger? <laughs> and, and all the while, Scott Hall is just beating the dog shit out of the Z-Man. Just slapping the crap out of him the whole time. And then by the time we come back, Z-Man's getting the offense on him, but he's not selling it. The Diamond Set is not selling it. He's a little angry in this match. And the Z-Man hits, of all things, gets a win with a crucifix? He hits the crucifix for the win. Yeah. The Z-Man gets it. And then I just love it because Stud's immediately like, I'm not down with this. He gets up and he just buries him with a choke slam. And then the uh, the Diamond Death Drop, a.k.a. the Razor's Edge. And he tells the camera he is the bad guy. Which, if I would be so happy if this was the final time we saw him. And then the first time, his, and then soon after this, he'll be going to WWE. Because it'd be such a great way to leave. Like, all right, I'm going to go be a real character now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gave this a two. Jason, what'd you think? Um, Bobby, you know, beautiful Bobby back there messing up his lines. And the reason why, or somebody messed up their lines because you hear all the commotion, all the ah, bah, 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 it's okay, Sting, bah, 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 bah. and then Jim Ross and Tony for some reason telling us what we're hearing. Um, while this great, you know, great, I'm just saying, match is going on. Because from that little box on the screen, it really looks like uh, the Stud and Z-Man are, like, in there trying to make the most of their time because it is fast. It's a very fast-paced, hard-hitting match. Uh, 
Um, but they go, you see, Bobby Eaton telling Sting, don't worry, you got time. Don't worry, you got time. I never heard him say that. So then when they're hoisting Sting into the ambulance that for some reason has a coffee table in it, go back and look. <laughs> it's a brand, it looks like a fish. It looks like a brown coffee table. Um, well, let's just use that Renna Center van. Yeah, yeah. And so they, they put Sting here. So here's Sting. You know, his knee is supposed to be all bad. They've got him half-assed strapped to the thing. And he bends his own knee so they can put an ice pack under. It's like, there's no... Like, oh, my God. Um, And then Bobby Eaton, then as the door shuts, says... You got plenty of time, man, with like all the emotion that I just <laughs> delivered it with right there. So I don't know if someone got ahead of the script or what was up. And also, why is Bobby Eaton telling saying you got plenty of time? Is he also a doctor? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> He's not bleeding out or anything. It's just his knee. Um, but then he come back and this match ends with a crucifix and and the diamond stud that gets pissed off because he doesn't have any of his gimmick anymore. No DDP, no woman to rip off his trunks. He's, his match comes in three quarters of the way over. He's wrestling Z-Man again and not even in a feud. Fuck this, I'm out too. Charlie, what'd you think? Uh, pretty much everything that you guys said, although my, my little add-on to the when Z-Man penned him, I just put, oh, Diamond Stud's got some special left over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, has that ever happened? Have you been pinned with a special in, in any of those games? I, I, I remember, like, it, it's it's really rare to get two, like, if you're wrestling somebody, if you both have a special at the same time. Yeah. Uh, like, that can get really interesting. But, uh, no, I don't think I've ever been pinned with it. Of course, like, as we learned in Revenge, you can be submitted with a special. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because of the right. joystick cheat. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, he, he just, like, Scott Hall just absolutely loses his mind. And I had the same thought. This really felt like an I'm on the way out kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, Z-Men would have been nice enough to give him some heat to go into WWF with, because uh, it was it was really just out of nowhere. But the match wasn't particularly good. I'd love to know how the first half of it went. Uh, but uh, thank you for, to our sponsors. Uh, I gave this a two. A lot of like, flying head scissors and uh, maybe some uh, surfboards. I imagine that's what we missed out on. <laughs> yeah, maybe a shooting it. star <laughs> from the Diamond Stun. <laughs> um all right, so <laughs> let's see here. Next up, we've got da, 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 PN News and Stunning Steve Austin. We go right to our TV title match. Jason. This match starts out awesome because Steve Austin ain't got time. He just runs right up on big, big old PN News and takes him down. And PN News was so ready and into this match, he didn't have time to do his gimmick and rap in the ring. So, I'll have they explain it. Someone's eating up time somewhere because they're cutting stuff left and right. Um, what's cool, though, is Tony and Jim Ross are giving us a lot of backstory on this match, how they just recently had another TV title match, and, and Steve Austin cheated way out of that one. Um, they're building up how both of these guys are having exceptional rookie years. It's like they're putting something into this. It makes this match feel important. The moment where Steve Austin ran and leapt over the top rope. Whoa. Just creamed. Yes. Creamed PM News in the back of the neck and sent that fat fuck flying right towards the ground. Oh, Jason. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. And 
I'm only saying that because that's it's not making it when when 400 pounds starts moving like that, it's a fat fuck. It's not a person anymore. That's all it is. It's not a person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it's boom. It's oh no. Gone. And I can I can say that as a fat myself, I get away with it. Um, but I mean, like this this is good. Like this really looks like two dudes who who are fighting over a championship you know they're like that they, and it's good and they're both new to the to the business and the the crowd you know the crowd's really into pm news the crowd's really really into hating steve austin lady blossoms there for whatever reason um kind of sloppy at the finish but other than that i thought it was pretty good i gave it a five all right charlie what you think <laughs> um this, so when Austin does stuff like this, like when he goes over the top rope, do you ever just like am, and like, are so shocked by it you immediately think of him bald doing it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's impossible to think of like bald Stone Cold Steve Austin would never do that, you know. <laughs> like I always think back to his match at Bash '94 with Ricky Steamboat, where they keep reversing tombstones. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I Charlie, can't on see. top of that, I think if every time he's got that TV title, he's gonna launch it into the ring. Like his the WWF title, <laughs> <You're> just chucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, because you know it's so funny because he he really did switch up his uh, fighting style. Yeah. Um, when it became Stone Cold, but you can still see kind of traces of this stuff. Like when he starts punching PN News into the ropes, I'm like, oh, that's a Stone Cold punch. You know, like like little things like that. But um, I uh, I, I really I really thought this match was okay. PN News does this fucking dangerous vertical suplex to Austin where Austin's legs get get uh they basically land on the ropes yeah and every time I see something like this I think oh that's how Rick Martel's career ended right same thing for me I get scared every time for the exact same reason yeah like and I can't because I remember reading about that about Rick Martel and looking it up and, there, and I saw the video of it with his Booker T match, and I can't stop thinking about it anytime any wrestler's leg hits the ropes. And Austin's, both of his legs hit the ropes. You know, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, he, there wasn't nearly enough real estate to do a move like that. Uh, I would have been pissed if I was him. Um, so, so PN News covers Austin, and then Lady Blossom puts his leg on the rope, and then Pian's like, ah, ah, ah. And he gets outside the ring and, like, starts pointing to Lady Blossom. And he looks at Savannah like, should I clock her? And Savannah's like, hell yes. Like, what a and box. It's just so funny to me. Because this one time, I'm just like, fucking hit her. Like, just, God. just hit her right in the face. I just, I, I want to see how the crowd reacts to just a 400-pound savage like PN News decking little 120 pound lady blossom maybe sitting on her and just like <laughs> i want i really want to know how bloodthirsty these crowds are yeah because like and this isn't like exclusive to wcw wwf like it happened all the time like usually with sherry martell or something like you want me to fuck her you want it <laughs> just like yeah yeah i do and, and like what is wrong with you people you want him to hit her like, but <laughs> Charlie, I'm going to need you to repeat that entire rant because I stopped listening in my head because all I was picturing was PM News playing the part of Nedry from Jurassic Park. Instead, when you went that, 
I'm going to run you over when I come back down. <laughs> it's just, I just find it funny because I just like, I, I don't really even remember thinking like that when I was a kid. Like, oh, I hope he beats the shit out of her. Yeah. Come on. How dare she try to help her man, you know? But anyway, I do like. I, I actually had to rewind it when Austin did that leap over the top rope thing and um, and PN News went flying because I was like, did he really hit PN News that hard or did PN News just completely oversell it? And I can't figure it out because when when PN News starts reacting to that move, it's intense. I, I, I would have shit my pants if I was in that Jared, front row. Dude, I wrote this. I, I, I wrote this. Literally. I said I never thought I'd say Austin comes flying over the top rope, but he does. And News shits his pants. Because that's the way yeah, he reacts. Yeah. Like, I was looking for the spot, like on his pants, like, like on the last one out that I will show. Like, oh, oh no. He learned. Started putting the black ribbon among all the sweat spots in his crotch now. He scared the shit out of that guy smoking a cigarette in the front row. Just like, oh no. I hope there's no children. Your old ladies in front of him. Yo, baby. Uh, this was okay. I gave this a five. All right. So, uh, the sound of PN News hitting the buckle sounds like barf. Like, blah, like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck. I was, and, and granted, like I watched this a few days ago, so I haven't revisited and I'm just reading through myself and I was, uh, I was really not a fan of this match apparently. And I think a lot of it was just because I thought PN News was extremely sloppy. He did not look like he would. And it, and I don't know, could it be other things like, was he ill or something like that? Because it's not just the suplex. There's he a, always there, looks ill. <laughs> <laughs> like Wilford Brimley is hunting him down. Heavy and sweating a lot. No, that's me. No, this is just me on a normal Tuesday. Uh, well, we are. It's real hot and muggy down here. Uh, <laughs> It's because it, it's there's like he does his drop kick, which I mean, it's awesome. Your fat guy does a drop kick. That's I mean, that's awesome. But it's funny. But he's extremely late on it in this right match. Flexes, sure. That uh, other leg just doesn't want to come with ever. <laughs> just no, I'll just hang back, dog. You know. What's funny is like I I think this match becomes the prototype for Austin against Yokozuna at summer at SummerSlam years later. It's like a in some ways with the exception the of him. The one more fast broke the rope. <laughs> Because, like, because I kept, I remember even watching that match back. I was like, what's he going to do with this guy? Like, what's he going to do with him? And it's like, I'm just going to wait for him to fuck up and then just use the ropes to pin him. And that's it. Done. I'm done with you. <laughs> the rattlesnake. <laughs> Can't trust him. I'm, so, um, I'm sorry, guys. I, I hate to say it. I gave it a two. It's okay. I, a two? Oh, yeah. I, I was really, and, I, and it's not, it's not so much Austin. It's really just. The other half of this match, or the other three quarters, the, whatever. Eighty yeah, percent. You guys go half. <laughs> this is a little more than half. What are you talking about? I am half the man you are. You know, men in black. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlie, Jason texted me this last night. This is a fascinating match you get here. This is Cactus Jack and Van oh, Hammer. Oh. Whoa! Yes. Here we go. Oh God! You luck bastard. I um. I really like this Van Hammer music video. Like, simply because there's only one fan in it. <laughs> like, it's that guy from the front like, row. 
the cigarette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like so. So it's like he's got his band in there, and, and he's just not playing guitar and just moving his hair and just looks like himself. And, and there's this chick with big tits, like yeah. And, and they keep cutting back to her, like, and I'm like uh, okay. <laughs> um. So hold on, wait. Okay, so actually, my favorite part of this match is even before the bell rings, because I wrote down in what order this happens. Ben Hammer puts guitar down, takes shirt off, grabs guitar, takes guitar outside, places it with Jr. Gets back into ring. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he ran out of ideas, like because at first he had the guitar in the corner, and then he's like, no, no, that's no good, and, and then he takes the shirt off, puts it on. Takes it out to Tony Schiavone, and it's just like, here, you, you deal with it. I'm like, oh, my God. And the thing that's most fascinating to me about this guy is that um, the crowd really kind of seems into it. Like, they really like him. And it's it's very perplexing because uh, all he really does is just, you know, bob his head and shit. That's really all he does. Um, although, like, he spends too much time showboating because, and I wrote this, because uh, it happens twice. Cactus Jack, Gary Sharon's him at the beginning of the match <laughs> and at the end of the match. <laughs> he just waffles him from behind, and and this is how this is how he he, he gets the 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 win on him. It's the this guy is so limited. These matches don't last any amount of time. He actually does more in this match than I, than I've seen him do yet, which is okay, you know. It's but I still just. <laughs> This guy is is hilarious, and uh, Cactus Jack does what he can with him, but it's just unfortunately for me, at least, not enough. I gave this a three. Charlie, I'm really curious. What and, and Jason, you can comment on this too. What what did you guys think when Cactus clotheslined him over the top rope? I was like, oh, are we gonna do this again? Are we gonna do this? Where we talk about is it a judgment call? <laughs> oh, yes. dude, even the commentary doesn't even mention like. I think there's one time in this match where there's a blatant throw over the top rope, and eh, well, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's yeah. giving up. They've all given. Everybody's up Everybody's giving. This. Up. Well, like Cactus Jack does it. Who's the ref for this? Um, I don't think I have it. Well, I Randy Anderson just did Austin and PN News, so it's possible he's carrying over doing another. I'm not positive though. I'm not positive. Because I mean, because I'm thinking if it's Nick Patrick, oh, he, he threw him over the top. Is he black? Oh. No. All right, let it go. There we go. Go, go Braves. Yeah. I'm still sticking with that Ron Simmons thing. That's just fucking baffling. <laughs> like, how they could do that to him. Um, go Braves. Go. <laughs> Jason, what do you think of this? Oh, man. <clears throat> oh, man. Uh, oh, no. The... Just this alternate reality where there's never an HBK, so we just have Van Hammer and Triple H against the Brothers of Destruction in Saudi Arabia over respect um, would just be because it's just I mean like the the they and when I say they someone in WCW is super high on this guy. I want to know what happens, like why you know why this dude does not become anything uh, down the road. That's going to be interesting, but maybe it has something to do with. All right, you're a heavy metal guy, right? Heavy metal's in your name. Why are you coming out in a Stevie Ray Vaughan hat? Why are you coming out in a Stevie Ray Vaughan hat for like two seconds then immediately start headbanging and knock it right off your hat? Um, 
I want to shout out to the whole row of people that went in on the big banner. <laughs> God. That's like, okay, here it goes. And it keeps going like it's a Spaceballs joke. It's just that... <laughs> oh, no. Um, and, and everyone knows that, that when you select your, your ring entrance move in the wrestling video games, you all do the where you jump over the rope every time. Because that's what Van Hammer picked. I don't think the dude actually stepped through the rope once. <laughs> he just kept leaping over them each time. And Cactus just went, okay. Um, I, I will say I think that these two have good chemistry. I remember a little bit of this, a couple of their matches um, coming up. So, and, and I partially remember, of course, it's the childhood. Remember where things are probably cooler than they were. But uh, the Cactus, like, it's the Clash of the Champions match. <laughs> it's just against some dude. But Cactus Jack goes ahead and does his second rope elbow to the floor yeah <laughs> it's like take that uh and then someone went and said hammer you know your old uh knee to the spine is a little unsafe we're gonna need you to move it up to the back of the neck um <laughs> he just nails and when he hits when he hits cactus jack in the back of the neck and rolls off you see me just look up and go fuck <laughs> this look he's got on his face but no, that's not the end, because they still go like it's like. Whoa, wait a minute! Is this is this a Seth Rollins match where finishers aren't finishers anymore? It's going out, and then Van Hammer gets you know he gets caught up in the ropes. Cactus Jack runs out there, and someone finally uses the guitar, and it's like Cactus Jack picks up the guitar like I'm going to hit him with it. Oh, this is real! So he just like thrusts in the throat with the flying V part of his guitar for his very tiny guitar for such a large man. Um, gives Van Hammer his first loss, which is funny with all that big buildup, which still go, which still says and proves to this day, eccentric entrances mean you're going to lose. <laughs> um, but the best part is the post-match beatdown. We get another one, but only it's not from someone who's like, I'm tired of this shit. So they flip onto the ramp, and what's cool, is go back and watch this, everybody. Because WCW security, who are wearing red shirts, by the way, terrible choice. They're all going to die if something goes down. Turned around, there's a there's a WCW security guy who is on break. And I mean this because he's just sitting in some chairs right up against the security railing. And he's leaning back. Not like I'm fully sitting in a chair. He's leaning back. His foot's up. He's on break. Hammer's got Cactus Jack. He's going to give him a jackhammer. On the ramp, <laughs> and sits up. <laughs> he goes, he just sits up, and you see him go, start going, oh, and Cactus picks him up and does like the stun gun. What is the, the fucking suplex? And the guy just goes, oh, and he like he's into it. Like this security dude is full on into it. it Breaks is, over. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. He's like, crap. The camera's probably on me or what? But he sits up and he's at full attention. Like he's like he's the dude smoking a cigarette in the front row, and this is great. Loved it. This match, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I'm excited to, if I kind of, kind of remember where this goes, I gave this bad boy a six. <laughs> uh, you, you know, whenever an announcer is stressing somebody's undefeated streak, and you know they're not like quite like on that Ryback level or Goldberg level yet. Can't believe I the order I put those in. But in. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, this is this isn't happening. <laughs> yeah, I, that was the first thing I, I I wrote down. I was like, oh, this. I did too. Yeah, this, 
And and it's and you're better off because the undefeated streaks in wrestling suck. They're the worst. It just feels like it it sets somebody up for a fall. I love the way WWE handled Oscars where it's like let's just get it out. Like, like now it's happened so long ago that it's it's been forgotten and now it can be it, it's not a thing. Cuz that Goldberg one is yeah, is, is um, the best case. It ends up defining your You're right. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was just going to say like uh, Goldberg he was never the same after he lost. And he, even even to this day, it's just like, yeah, like Goldberg was awesome when he was undefeated. You know, it's like like once he got beaten, the way he got beat, it was like, oh, he's just a man, you know, and uh, like the undefeated stuff's great. But everything afterward, I don't give I don't give a shit about Goldberg. I mean, 99 and in, in that first half of 2000 before, you know, he just punches through a real window and like cuts his hand off. You know, it's it. <laughs> it, it, it's not great stuff. I mean, like there are a couple of those good matches with Sid or with Steiner that we like and everything, but like, it's not like, it, it, I remember watching those shows and thinking, Oh, is Goldberg going to win the belt back yet? Are we, are we doing this again yet? Is he going to win? And I don't think he really ever gets back to that, that place. Like he's definitely a fixture. Cause it's like, wow, there's that guy who's undefeated. It's Goldberg. And it's like, but it's never the same. It is even in WWE. It was never the same. But, yeah, I remember caring if he won the belt again. Yeah, yeah, and even by and 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 WWE, part of it is like he just won the belt too late. Like he he needed to win that thing when he got there, and unfortunately, they just they 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 kept putting it off. And you know, you can say it's Triple H behind the scenes, whatever. I don't know. Nobody really knows, but still, it's like the, by the time he finally jobbed to Goldberg, it was like eh, nobody cares. Nobody cares at this point. It just felt anticlimactic. But anyway, back to this match here. Yeah. Um, I, I, when he picked up the guitar, I was like, is it mayhem time already? We're going to do this. And no, no, it's it's not. But that's okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking a lot about uh, Jason Jones. I was like, man, this thing's going to keep going. I don't remember this feud when I was younger, but like, I just thought it was funny. I was like, oh, oh, we're not done with this. All right. This ought to be interesting <laughs> as we're going forward. I gave this a four. I thought it was all right. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Sorry, I, I liked it. Um, so now this, this my favorite parts of this show are when Jr. and the telephone are having a bit, because uh, it it always seems like it's really awkward for him. The fact that his uh, he's being broadcast through the arena, <laughs> you can tell he's not really comfortable with this. But we go to Jr. on the telephone with the arena mic talking to Bischoff at the hospital, and I love the graphic of where the hospital is. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so good. We did you hear, hear, uh, I did love, you hear the cameraman yes! yell at Tony? Tony, get your head back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tony, get your head down. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> oh, I thought that was uh, I thought that was Bishop and Jim Ross to his headset on. So no, like they, on. they were filming jr from the left and there's tony's head like as tony's on his left and no like we can't see jr <laughs> but uh this shit cracks me up man because it's like what makes them think that something like this makes for riveting television right like let's 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 mike jr through the entire arena talking to eric bischoff with staying at the hospital even though like you know we know they're backstage <laughs> 
but it takes up so much time. And and not like, to I mention, JR gives us like a play-by-play of the technical difficulties, like explaining what the problems are to everybody. It's a more riveting right. action. Like, man, this AV cord just ain't going in. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you got the white one? I got the red and yellow. Where is it? The bigger the bigger problem with this is there's no tension. Like it's it's over too quick. It's like oh my god, if this started the show, okay maybe. But there's like oh no, Sting's like the ambulance got him right there. It's his knee. It's not like he was shot. <laughs> like just Marcus Alexander Bagwell's like Davey is gonna come through the freaking door and go last night on his way home. Sting's helicopter was shot down over <laughs> just like whatever <laughs> just to rush him off but it's just like it's his knee like the doctors are gonna and he says he says there there what there are three doctors one of them I think is an orthopedic surgeon we'll find out you're there <laughs> three a pediatrician a proctologist and an oncologist good news is his sting ain't got kids his butt's okay he's not got cancer we don't know shit about his knee <laughs> now I'm just thinking it would be great if that, out of that mystery box it's like motherfucking flat top from Dick Tracy with the time again you just light sting up Bob Eaton's like it's alright man you'll make it back hospital <laughs> scene <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, it's just—it's the same kid from the—it's the, the kid from the lookalike contest during the Nikita feud. Just comes out after Medusa seduces Sting and stabs him in the kidney. I'm the singer now. <laughs> I'm the singer. <laughs> All right. So someone comes out and gives Bischoff a thumbs up, which Bischoff doesn't know how to interpret. JR hangs up the phone and gives Tony the biggest eat shit look ever as he gets his headset back on. Um, you should have put your head down. Look <laughs> 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 that weird, awkward like turns to the camera to tell us bye for the commercial break. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, that. That's good stuff. I almost fell out of my chair. I literally, I, I actually did. That was so good. I like that. All right. With, um, we've got to figure out, is Barry Windham going to be in this match or not? So they throw us the Halloween Havoc stuff. So we can see, once again, that amazing um, caravan of wrestlers coming up to do their talk with Eric Bischoff. And, of course, when Barry Windham rolls up, what happens? The enforcers just smash his hand in the, um, in the door, and then Dustin takes him immediately to the hospital. So then they go to some footage of... Uh, in Columbus, Georgia, I guess, from a recent Howl show, him trying to wrestle. Because they're trying to sell, like, yeah, he's trying to push it. Wyndham's trying to push it, but he's not really at 100%, and he's just kind of re-aggravating his injury along the way. So once the enforcers um, uh, come out, we're waiting, you know, what's going to happen with Dustin Rhodes. So Dustin Rhodes comes out with uh, Barry Wyndham in plain clothes, which pretty much signals us that he's not going to be going. And he confirms it once he gets on the mic. But... They do have a partner for Dustin Rhodes. And out comes, and it looked pretty comical, a guy in a dragon mask. Which, you know, <laughs> I was... I, <laughs> I I laughed really hard, but I was like, it, it's all going to turn out fine. And then sure enough, um, by the time he gets out of the ramp, we get the uh, the reveal, and it is 
it's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And the crowd just absolutely loses it. And it's great. It's really, really cool. Arn Anderson does some amazing just, it's Ricky Steamboat! <laughs> some great stuff in the ring. Going through, uh, trying to sell the fact that... <laughs> just trying to sell the fact that he's com- that he's completely uh, flabbergasted by this. And it and it opens up a very fast-paced tag match here. With... Um, I was shocked Steamboat started. At the same time, it's probably great because the crowd's really into it. But um, it's a it's great seeing Steamboat just pulling off the classic kind of things here and there. I know Goad sent us some stuff that he just... Did you know he finished up with Skinner in WWF? That was his last little feud was with Skinner. And then... Uh, Skinner. He jo- actually jobbed to him on the way out. Ricky Steamboat. Jobbed to Skinner. <laughs> Gator breaker. <laughs> he took it. <laughs> um... It's a house of fire, this match, for the most part. <laughs> the the Enforcers do great. I really like them as a tag team. I've really grown to like them. I think they work very well together. They do a great job cutting the ring in half, keeping um, each guy away from that tag as, as much as possible. But none of these things last too long. Like This is a very, very tight match. I don't have the exact time on it, but it's a very tight tag match. And by the time that, that hot tag hits and they're going at it, yeah, man, like it's a it's a house of fire, and the fantastic camera work to be right there at that spot when uh, Dragon hits that hits that just beautiful crossbody. Is it Anderson who takes it, or is it Zabisco? I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's not really that important. And is it Anderson? Cool. He takes the pin. Love Dustin Rhodes' dive to cut off Larry Zabisco. It looks really authentic. It looks real. It looks just like the... It doesn't look like some of those stage cutoffs that you see in tag matches when a guy's not supposed to quite get there to break up the pin, the pinfall. And so a great moment for that crowd. If you, if somebody was at that event, like this has got to be something that you remember uh, forever in terms of wrestling is being there when this, this happened because it's an incredible ovation. You have new world tag team champions. It's, it's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. It's... And... Uh, and Dustin Rhodes, and who, by the way, looked great in the match, like not having to do too much because it's Dragon that's really taken um, a lot of the pops from the crowd. He takes a few of the bumps as well. I'd say it's hard not to give this match a nine, so I'm giving it a nine. I think it's an absolutely great tag match on this card, and one of the best we've seen right up there with that Sting, Luger, Steiners match that we saw. Jason, what'd you think? Um... I thought Dustin's music playing behind a dude walking to the ring in a dragon outfit for two minutes is hilarious. Um, just a whole clash of imagery with that. <clears throat> uh, that is a tremendous pop. Like, that's the first, like, real big, loud pop I, I remember hearing so far this season uh, that we had. Uh, I was watching this way too much to take notes. That's how that I guess that's one of the best things you can say about one of these. Like I was just so into it. Um, so I like Easting both striking combinations that the way he does it kind of just it, it flows, it's real fluid. Um Arn and, and Larry Zabisco are are good tag team wrestling. Uh wrestler, excuse me, and Jim Ross likes to explain to the crowd how they draw an imaginary line down the ring and just wrestle most of the match over there as much as they can. Um, I did think it was kind of weird that Ricky Steamboat gets the heat on him and gets beat up for a large portion of the match. Finally, it's the hot tag to Dustin, who then tags Ricky Steamboat in like 30 <laughs> seconds later. I hate when they do that. Like, 
you know, unless it's something that that leads to the team losing because, you know, it's just always oh, fired up and inexperienced or whatever. But uh, it still worked out. Uh, this crowd just, I mean, like this crowd was already at a fever pitch and then this just get to the next level. Because um, I even think during this match, is this the match where Jim Ross says, it's been a long time since we felt an atmosphere like this? Yeah. Where he even talks about how people are, haven't been really into what's going on. Uh, I really like this match a lot. I gave it an eight. Charlie, what'd you think? I was really excited when I saw the uh, the dragon mask. I was like, oh, I, I was, but I was like, it's WCW. It's not going to be Steamboat because I, I honestly didn't know. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, like the crowd's reaction was pretty much my reaction because I went from being not really interested in this match at all to incredibly interested. And and this is like I, I actually wrote it down. This just became must see, and I couldn't wait to watch this. And the crowd never really stops being hot for the match. Like like they are all all in this. And I thought it was really interesting to, to choose to get Steamboat to be the one that's, that's going to get worked over. Uh, usually it doesn't work like that. Uh, I've I've noticed in wrestling like like whoever makes the return in a tag match is usually just hanging out on the ropes the whole time. And uh, Steamboat, I mean, it's great. And the thing that, the thing that's amazing and it's it's really a testament to Ricky Steamboat is that he made me really like Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco. Uh, they are so good in this match. Uh, this is definitely a tag match that they've been a part of and the the most cohesive they've looked as a team. So that was fun. Um, um, just one interesting series that I really liked with uh, Arn Anderson and Ricky Steamboat. It went from I have a body scissors, it went and it went into a Boston Crab, and then I put, and then it kind of turned into a. I, put, I, I wrote down walls of Anderson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it almost looked like it. I was like, oh no, don't do that. Um, I, I thought the drama of of. Ricky trying to tag Dustin Rhodes was the best part of the match. Uh, they they did that really well, and, and whoever the ref was, I can't remember who the ref was, but like he was getting on my nerves, but in a good way. Like, oh come on, he made the tag, you know. Like, like it just it had that kind of feel to it. Um, uh, yeah, I absolutely loved this match. This was a wonderful surprise. What was the rating you gave it, man? Eight. Eight. Okay. Cool. Cool. Gotcha. JR and Tony talk about the arrival of Jushin Thunder Liger, who will challenge the winner of the Flying Brian and Johnny B. Bad match we'll be getting in a moment. Uh, we then get a highlight reel of his greatest hits. Anything you guys wanted to, anything at all you guys caught from that you want to talk about, or you just move on? Uh, he, I remember Liger in the video package did one of those moves from uh, World Tour that I'd never seen anyone do before. What What was it? It was, uh, oh yeah, when he's got the head scissor thing on, and, and, he, and he's like on his back. And he just kind of spins the guy over. It's yeah, you'd have to tour, but I was I had never seen a human being do that move. I'd only seen that in that in that game, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. I'm excited for um for him to come in because we we caught him on the what that Japanese show, right? Dude, I'm trying to remember. I, th- I I think we saw him on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So now did we, he wrestle Pillman? Um. Did he wrestle Pillman? No, he re- he wrestled a he wrestled a Japanese guy, I think, right? I know he's he will be tangling. We'll figure with, it out. He'll be he'll be he'll, he'll be tangling with Pillman soon enough, though. So now we've got um, he wrestled um, he wrestled Akira 
he wrestled Akira Nagami. There okay. we go. Off the top ropes, the Beal. Bam. You nailed it. Yeah. Um, Paulie, hey, nope. we get some Paulie dangerously here. The U.S. title match is not going to be in any jeopardy because Paulie has the contract with him. And, uh, and Sting's injury means if he can't arrive by bell time, he will forfeit the title to Rick Rude. It's a really, it's a really cool Paulie Dangerously promo. This is all from the classic wrestling handbook of the con, quote unquote, the contract is going to further the storyline. Um, from another break, Tony recaps while Jr. is on the phone with Bischoff. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have to pause. Jim says that Paul Lee found a loophole. It's really not a loophole. It's in the contract. It's not like it, it, a loophole generally implies there's something that's not mentioned in the contract, right? I, I find it funny. He just keep, they, they keep saying it's nefarious. It's like, no, Paul Lee Dangerously is literally reading from the contract. This is in the contract. It's official. It's not. <laughs> it's really nothing underhanded here other than the fact, of course, that they staged Sting to get his knee ripped off. That's okay. Um, Sting gets, Stinger gets on the phone. And he says he's coming back. And he's commandeering an ambulance to get back to the arena, which is awesome. Well, Heyman, yeah, Heyman gets a great line where he says, I'm not lying this time. That is true. That's a great line. I like that Sting is, is, has taken two ambulance rides in a night because I'm like, that's not cheap. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and and he's, he's, he's pulling away valuable resources for what could potentially be like someone critically injured in the city of Savannah. You know, it's just like, yeah, can I take a cab back to the arena? No, no, no. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the ambulance. <laughs> right. Uh, also, just to go back, because I've got the show going at the same time while we we're reviewing it. The Liger footage popped up a few minutes ago. Uh, there's a Chris Benoit sighting in the Liger footage. So oh, we asked if there's anything cool. Yeah, it was. I was like, "Oh, I guess we're the part where Liger does like, the springboard off the ropes and then poses in the middle of the ring, and it's like he's wrestling." Ben. I was like, "Oh, hey, look at there, Pegasus Kid." <laughs> yeah, exactly, Charlie. I, I, <laughs> I, I was thinking about it's not cheap either because I remember, I, I remember seeing the cost of that. It's like, man, that is, it's expensive. It gets up there, man. You take a couple of them, man. You're dipping into your savings. All right. No, I've I've flat out refused ambulances because of like no, I can't afford that. No, yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> Me too. I'll drive myself. Yeah. And then they'll still get you with a three hundred dollar charge. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's nothing to joke about. So yeah, so good good for Sting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jason up next, Johnny B. Bad taking on the light heavyweight champion Flying Brian. These are some we're getting to some pretty heavy lightweights here, but that's all right. We'll get into that. Um, Walk us through this one because the oh, winner yeah. is supposed to be taking light, taking on Liger in the near future. Yeah. Um, so Johnny B. Bad looks ridiculous, but in like a cool way. Um, I like his. I, I'm just going for lack of a better term, slutty ship captain Halloween costume. <laughs> He's wearing. What? <laughs> I mean, it just looks like something, you know, like every Halloween costume for women is just slutty wish. Oh, yeah. Yes. Slutty. It's just like, so it's just where he bought his. Then he goes to some of Savannah's finest women of the night as they put money in his garter belt, oh, yeah. which I think is a great touch. I mean, I, I do. I think it's 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 hilarious. Um, it, it works really well. Um, his little, I guess, sewn into, because it's not airbrushed, just picture on the back of his jacket is great 
his bow tie. I like it. And then here comes Flying Brian, just running out of the ring, which is good. He's just ready for this. It's, it's a good contrasted style with how flashy and showy uh, good old Johnny B. Bad is. Two Ds. Uh, but I want to say this. Johnny B. Bad is the best pure striker in the business. <laughs> <laughs> at one time i think he was yeah yes because uh, you know jim ross goes on and this this is when i think it, it applies to wrestling being that wrestling is a combat sport if you've had tremendous success in boxing i think it's good to bring it up in wrestling especially at the exact same time i'm throwing a boxing combination at someone in the rings uh it's a good idea this match is very different from any other match we've seen so far it's, it's really fast paced um they go there's this whole spurt that's outside where johnny b bad is just kicking the shit out of brian pillman and then he just goes oh he runs back into the ring i can't win out here um and these two go at it and it's for no reason at all the the just peanut head because they keep saying it like it's his real fucking name <laughs> it just it just distracts the ref after johnny b bad hits another three quarter across a ring sunset flip from the oh, second row. uh and has the pin and has the match one uh and then just you know is this the end of theodore long's managerial services uh probably not uh but it was. I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, it is weird to see a 240-pound light heavyweight. <laughs> so, uh, and then to, especially to make a big deal how he's... No, excuse me, he's 235. He struggled to make weight, um, as they said. So, But it's still, I had a good time. Uh, it's really good up until the shenanigans at the end. They muck it all up. I gave it a five. All right, Charlie, what'd you think? So, I don't know just the weight thing too so first of all uh, I, I i couldn't remember if the, what they said it's either 235 or 236 that's what johnny b bad weighs and they're like oh 240 pounds is the light heavyweight like maximum as much as you're allowed to weigh and i immediately thought of van hammer because i'm like van hammer is built at 290 pounds you're telling me he's he's got a 55 pound weight advantage on johnny b bad like it just it just didn't make any sense to me. Johnny B. Bad looks just as big, if not bigger, to me than than he does. So it's I, we're just getting weird with the with the with these weights now. And plus two forty, that seems awfully high for uh, for the light heavyweight uh, or even a cruiserweight. Like Bret Hart was two thirty four. Like, I'm used to like it being two twenty because this storyline would come back, you know, years down the road. I think Eddie Guerrero dealed with this. Um, with trying to get under the weight limit at some point in WCW. And it's just like Brian Pillman. Yeah, I can see that. But Johnny B. Bad just looks like a heavyweight to me all the time. So I don't, I don't really know like how fast and loose they're playing with that. Uh, I absolutely love Johnny B. Bad's top rope sunset pancake flip. Uh, Cause <laughs> this thing looks worse every time he does it. I'm like, he's just going to fucking flatten a guy. Like eventually, and and like why the other wrestler insists on being halfway across the ring every single time he does this move is like, dude, you, you can't be more than two feet away from the turnbuckle. Like if if you are gonna every single time, and not to mention the fact that when the pinfall finally comes, it looks like a fast count. 
It looks like the ref just can't wait to get out of there. It's one, two, three. He, he counts it so damn fast. I, I would have punched the ref. You know, not Teddy Long. Like, you want me to hit him? You want me to fuck You want him? me to do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, he lays out Teddy Long, and I'm just like, like I like Teddy Long with Johnny B. Bad a lot more than I liked him with Doom. And now, I, I, I guess they're, is this like the beginning of them like transitioning Johnny B. Bad into a face? That's because, what I, I mean, that's, too. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a Johnny B. Bad that I'm familiar with. Like, I, 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 I've never really seen anything of up until this season of him being heel, but it just seemed like they're kind of pulling the, the trigger on that a little fast because I really like the character and I really like him with Teddy Long. I think they have – I love when they dance in the ring together. It's such bullshit. It's just like, God, I hope these guys get beat, you know, <laughs> but but in a good wrestling fan kind of way. Right. You know, just like, oh, it's so annoying. But, uh, no, I gave the uh, – the match is okay. I gave it a four. Okay. Um I only have, I only have a couple of notes here. By the was one of the women, Rena Lesnar. I was just looking. Was one of them Sable? The blonde. Uh, one. Um, That's what I was. I didn't. I didn't notice that. Uh, it could have been, but I definitely did notice that the blonde was the the hot one. So maybe it was her. Sable pre ninety eight is a very different looking Sable. It's very very different. Well, it, she even looks different when she was a valet with Triple H. Yeah. She looks very different. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a there's a mention that Jim Ross and Johnny B. Bad run an international promo tour together. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Give me that. Uh, I, I only had a day to remember his flight. <laughs> what a man! That's that just sounds awesome. Um, I do have a best of luck spot nominee. It's the fuck you jawbreaker that he gives Brian Pillman <laughs> from the ramp <laughs> onto the guardrail. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, it's like oh no, Pillman just came back from. <laughs> he's been injured this entire year. Feels like he just keeps getting. Just keeps <laughs> took that power bomb from Sid. Just all right. Oh no! But uh, yeah, I get. I end up giving this a four. I mean, it's uh, the the ending is so clunky in that uh, in that finish. But you know, hey, Brian Pillman, he just every move is just him diving at somebody, which just pops the crowd. It's great. MVP of the season still. Love him. Okay. So, Charlie, up next, it's Ravishing Rick Rude Ugh. versus maybe Sting? Huh? Is maybe. it? For the United States Heavyweight title. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's too bad there's no Titantron of any kind because it, it doesn't really help with the drama of them. Because uh, once Rick Rude gets in the ring, the ref starts counting for Sting. And, like, we get to see it as a, as a television viewing audience. But the crowd is just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, <laughs> just like, like it, was, it just seems like it would be a lot cooler if you could do that. Uh, I thought it was interesting that, uh, and, and this really comes up during the world title match also, but Gary Michael Capetta says that this, this match between Rick Rude and Sting for the U.S. title is going to be a 60-minute time limit. Yet the world title match later on is uh, TV time remaining, I guess. You know, and just like, I what the fuck? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, so they technically these two could go forever, like uh, for the duration. And oh, sorry, main event, fuck off. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how they make these decisions, uh, like when, in terms of the t- the time limit. The, the U.S. title match gets sixty minutes. Like, I think even the uh, the TV title match gets twenty, 
the light the light heavyweight title match gets against 20 or so but this gets 60 whatever um so uh, oh man rick root goes to top rope and god i i really miss him he goes to the top rope and just goes get up you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so audible when he says it i just oh i just thought that was so fucking cool um and of course the last note i wrote was uh and i don't know what context this was but i'm sure i had a reason for it stings an idiot uh i gave this match a five this was good but uh stings an idiot okay jason what'd you think man oh man the sandman sting was awesome as he pulled up in his in his confiscated Ambulance. I was having major season three flashbacks of just seeing driving around Savannah in an ambulance with a helicopter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but what would be awesome, because it's Sting, since he gets out, he's not the one driving, if the ambulance driver betrays Sting and took him to the wrong venue. <laughs> <laughs> well, he goes in the wrong door, doesn't he? He goes the yes, wrong yes. way. They have to direct him. <laughs> Sting this way. The production team betrayed him that way. And then here they are. A top champion's getting a hell of a lot of TV time today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he just come on, come on. And then they come through. And like, what's neat is is you know this is a looks like it should be a pretty large size venue. Sting goes from that one back door, and he's like immediately in like the gorilla area <laughs> with everyone just rooting. Like the the wrestlers get him there, and then they leave him. And then Sting just has a parade of WCW red shirts behind him. Who for them to be security, they sure are biased. Yeah, Sting. Yeah, get him. Get him. It's like wait a minute, you're there to just protect everybody. Um, <laughs> But the match starts right on the ramp, and it's, I mean, like, it's hot. Like, Rick Rude's coming for him. Uh, and it's, it is, like, Rick Rude's someone who just, I'm, I cannot wait to see more of this and some of the great matches that are coming up. Um, there's some attention to detail that I think is phenomenal that you don't see a lot of, where they cut Sting's tights to wrap up his knee instead of just wrapping around. Cause that's what happened at the doctor's at, at the emergency room. They would have cut it and iced it and everything, you know, cause they couldn't have pulled it down cause it would have swollen too much. Cause it's just spandex like little things like that. It's like, there you go. Someone's thinking, uh, the get up. You son of a bitch. Like, Ooh, bringing the PG 13. to w- Yeah. Uh, and not just this Rick Rude's hip swivel phenomenal oh i did it back to the tv i was so into the match when he did yeah. that <laughs> i was like yes. when, it's the first time in a long time i really just didn't watch it like his his knees from the knees down do not move and from like his pecs up do not move it's just that middle section of his body that's just rotating everything else just sits there uh and 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 just just does what does you just you just immediately as a kid i remember hating this like oh i hate this man uh and now I'm just watching it going, oh, I love this man. This is so <laughs> uh, Yeah. Straight up. Right there. You know, just airbrush mouth wide open right over his dunk. It's perfectly cool. Um, I like how they call out Rick Rude's got special airbrush pants for this. He's bringing, you know, still bringing that. I'm going to have fight for every every occasion <laughs> match, um, which is really good uh paul 
Pauly gets staying with a solid phone shot because it doesn't shatter. <laughs> like it legit knocks him out. Because <laughs> he just sinks. Um, just, just and later on. Oh my god! It's I love it. This was a, a really good time. I gave it a six. I, I'm a huge fan of the Stone Cold esque. Like I played Stone Cold's music once the ambulance cutaway happened, and you could hear the sirens in the in the arena, which which is great. Oh. <laughs> him rolling up and it, it's just awesome. It's just, and it's so much more fun post Austin era of him confiscating video vehicles and stuff like that. Uh, Jr. is is really jacked. He calls Paulie's skinhead dangerously at one point. So I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's Jeez. not go all, let's not go Charlottesville on this guy here all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> he calls him a big mouth jerk too at one point. Just really lays into he really lays into Paul. Rude hits another classic revenge move. The diving clothesline to the back of someone's head. Fuck you. Yes. And it looks so good. <laughs> when you hold A and B down at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> This is a wild match. Like, and I and and I my rating for it is a five. This is what I'll say for. It. After all the build, this ended up being like just wonderfully fun and fast paced. Sting is a house of fire early with strikes and even a for whatever reason a gorilla press despite a leg injury. Um, and I guess like you could write off. He gets like the Cena injection of adrenaline, which fine, that's okay, fine. Um, his knee gets like I, I mean it gets bashed and battered the entire match he powers out of a rude awakening which i was like whoa <laughs> whoa and and eats uh um he eats the phone to the back of the head i mean i don't he he takes so much punishment in this match despite already having his knee torn off that like um <laughs> this is a great end to this storyline like i this is this is the one of those few times where it's like i'm glad sting is losing because he needs to go after the world title now it, this is where he needs to go. Couldn't have lost it to a better guy. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So this came off really well. I mean, I, I the the match the match is what it is. But like, what I really like is after all that build we got with Jr. on the phone and everything. Like, this is a really good payoff. Like, this is really good. We're gonna start us really start kind of a micro storyline for the show and pay it off by the end. They do a great job with it. It's pretty cool because now the top three champions are all heels. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, and that's really wild. Two of them are going to be in a stable here together soon. And actually, well, the other thing we still have to mention because um, it's been kind of a thread throughout this is what's the deal with the WCW World Tag Titles? Because apparently, in the back, I think this is part of my notes that um, I'm looking here real, real quick. Yeah, these are part of the notes that vanished for me. Unfortunately, was that the the enforcers are complaining loudly to the championship committee that Ricky Steamboat's name's not on the contract, so they're trying to say the title should. And they're come. buying it. Yeah. They... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> They've got a point. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, I like Jr. said that offhand, and I was like, that's never gonna fly. And then, sure enough. Well, we're going to have to find out if this is going to stick. Oh, it's you such know, just, typical WCW fashion where we're headed with this. It is making shit up as we go. <laughs> it really is. You could call a hotline. Remember, Jason, you could call oh it my God. Gordon Sully and Lance Russell. Yeah, I, Gordon, so, what the fuck? 
going on? <laughs> Which all right, so <laughs> I paid two dollars a minute. I can say what I want. <laughs> when they right. when they mentioned I'm early on that those guys were on the hotline, I was like, I immediately want to listen to them more than you guys commentating because that would be a commentating dream is to hear Lance Russell and Gordon Soley. But then Jason, the fact that you're right, this is the greatest marketing ploy ever. It's like, well, we're gonna have an update on what's going on with these tag titles, but you're gonna have to call. It's like, wait, whoa. Wait a minute. You gotta pay. <laughs> you gotta call tonight or wait. And also, like, how late are they at the phone lines? Right. Yeah. When do they leave the arena exactly? Well, like, this is like, Garden. Like the, ho- <laughs> the do, hotel. Do, do it, Jason. Do it. Like with the. It's at Garden Sally. I'm here at the Hollywood Hotline <laughs> with Lance Russell. You know, I want to think how they're going around taking the challenge in the belts and I'm too busy skinning Bambi here in the room here, Gordon. Uh, tell me how it goes because I won't be able to hear it over her muffled screams. Okay, thank you, Bambi. It's just that's it's worth my two dollars right there. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a storm getting murder by Lance, Lance, excuse me, Lance Lance Russell <laughs> narrating murder porn. I'll <laughs> I like the idea that it would be a kid that would be trying to sneak the phone call from his parents, but he would try yes. to get it done within just the first minute. You know, hey, this is Gordon Zoller. Tell me now. Tell me fucking now. No yeah. bullshit. Don't dance me around. Don't give. Me, don't put me on a hold. Just tell me if it's true. Gordon, Gordon, it's Jason again. It's Jason again. I had to hang up for the first minute. Like, yeah, keep hanging it up before the first minute's over. Now to pick up where we left off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm, find you. I'm wheezing. I'm sorry. I'm wheezing. But see, we're <laughs> we're wasting money because then we're spending another two bucks instead of listening for that extra minute and only paying forty five cents. Ah, it's not financially responsible. <laughs> is Steve about the champion or not? When and it's just oh. a freaking recording. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Tune in to WCW Saturday night for more. First, they, they'll probably lead off with they'll, they'll probably lead off with okay. updating you about the special forces and what they were doing at the house show the previous night. It's like no, I don't, I really don't give a fuck, man. Like what the special forces were doing. <laughs> the first forty-five seconds of the phone call is thanks for calling the WCW hotline with Lance Russell and Gordon Zoli. Remember, kids, have your parents' permission. It's two dollars for the first minute, forty-five cents additional minute. <laughs> Just like, and then go, by the way, insert credit card now. You have 10 seconds left, three of your first minute. Would you like to talk to Gordon and Lance? Like, what's happening? <sighs> All right, so we come out of the break. Tony's with Paulie, the, the new U.S. champ, Rick Rude, Medusa. They're celebrating. They they all, I, lo- I love when they admit, they actually admit it's a conspiracy. Rarely do people admit that it was a conspiracy. That cracked me up. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, like. They acted like it was this big reveal, like, oh, we planned it all along, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, who knew? Medusa was with Paul Lee. Oh. <laughs> like, it just, Sting is just a moron. <laughs> just... <laughs> Rick Rude has this amazing line, how Sting's doing it for all the Stingers, for all their hopes and dreams. The hopes and dreams, they died. <laughs> they died. Oh, it's a great line. God, it's a great it spot. It is fantastic. It is a great it is a great promo because it feels like something is different. Not just like like you know, it's just like it's a little more a little less cheesy and hokey. It feels like there's some there's a serious business going on. I loved it. All right, so we get a we get another Starcade ninety one promo. Uh out of the break, JR and Ron Simmons. 
are ringside. Ron Simmons has a broken wrist. He once again tells us that it has to do with um, the match at Halloween Havoc. But he's out here scouting the match that's coming up next between Luger and Rick Steiner because he says he is on a quest to become the first black world champion. Flat out tells us. So we'll stay tuned for that. We do get a bit of a video package here of Rick Steiner and Lex Luger where Rick just owns everyone and then occasionally gets blindsided by Mr. Hughes and whatnot. So we've got this one up next. Rick Steiner versus Lex Luger for the WCW world title. I, I think Scott Steiner is wearing one-tenth of a shirt. I don't know how much is left. They cut the hell out of this shirt for him. Like, it's literally like the smallest the smallest possible shirt that, Lex, that Scott Steiner is wearing. <laughs> Whatever's left of it. Um... There's not a lot of time left for this match based on when this thing starts. I think it has roughly, what is it? Is it is it 20 minutes maybe or is it less? No, it's not even that. Yeah, I feel, yeah. No, I feel it's, like it's, it's, yeah. <clears throat> TV time remaining, Will. TV. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a problem. Thanks for telling Sorry. me. Sorry. Sorry about your damn luck. Yeah, just fucker. Yeah, you just, it doesn't make any sense. Challenger, because you don't have uh, the champ doesn't have to lose. He just has to keep from you from winning. Yeah, he just has to make it to the uh, eight oh five premiere of Midnight Run. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can just hold on. <laughs> promo: What the show is next? I forgot what it was, but Jim Ross said, "I can't remember what it is." Oh, oh. Um, I was like, "Oh, damn it." I was hoping I wrote it. Was down. it a TV show or a movie? I remember it was something, but it's like coming up next. Yeah. Well, it couldn't have been Acapulco Heat. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what it was. Damn it. All right. Um, dinner and a movie? No, no. Early for dinner and a movie. All right, but um, I, I don't. Mm. So here's a bit of a, here's a wild one. Here's Charlie. This made was this. All right, real quick. Nick Patrick, the referee. Mm-hmm. Okay, because no, Charlie, no, I, I think we have more evidence of what you were talking about with Havoc because I just remembered it looking at my notes. Because oh what does he do? He immediately ejects Mr. Hughes, but but Scott Steiner can stay. <laughs> yes, he does. It's not Patrick. Yeah, and 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 then there's some kind of uh, there's some kind of mention about how. I think Scott Steiner got a one-night manager's license. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, what the fuck does Mr. Hughes have? He doesn't have a license. <laughs> oh, apparently. I, I don't think it was... I don't think it was Nick Patrick. Um, oh. Who... who was, it, was, it the, was it Mark Eaton? The guy that looks... Wait, wait. Or is that the WWF timekeeper? Wait a minute. Yeah. There's a third referee that looks like if randy anderson and nick patrick had a baby <laughs> and was strong that's who this guy is but it's not nick patrick okay it's, it's maybe it's the whole ref staff because yes yeah, it's, it's like mr hughes sorry you gotta go I'm like and harley race causes more problems than mr they're hughes. very fine people okay they're very fine they're people. Ve- <laughs> oh my god they're very fine people <laughs> what the fuck uh, I here here's a um I've had uh, an entire six pack of Angry Orchards and I'm not gonna say anything. They're very fine people. <laughs> but, so they're a delight. 
<laughs> here's a, thanks for the PSA. <laughs> here is a here's a suggestion for any future opponents of Rick Steiner. Don't try to leapfrog him, please don't, because you're gonna eat. Oh a, God, no. a, you're just gonna eat this slam. That's just gonna just take a, the, just take you out of your run, whatever you're doing. So, um, Rick Steiner, though, like I I will say, like he looks very credible in this match, like. If yes, he, he does. I, yes, I, he does. I believe it. Like I believe for a moment that like he could do this, and he could pull this off. And I, I don't know. May, Steiner may, or I'm sorry, uh, Luger really it, is he under the weather? Possibly not feeling this match. I don't know because he he keeps this very very slow. Jr. does a really not, and, and Tony too to their credit. They both try to like play it into the storyline. It's like, oh, well, you know, he's just trying to slow the pace because Rick Steiner's used to a heavier-paced offense, and since there's time remaining, he may be playing for the draw, stuff like that. There's some good commentary to support it. But, um, uh, of course, uh, oh, trashy fans, by the way. What's going on here? We get some... Uh, yep. We get some trashy fans throwing shit in here. That's that's nice. It's, it's always napkins. Yeah. It just looks like napkins. <laughs> they take the napkin, dunk it in the Pepsi, and throw it. Oh God! <laughs> Dunkin' in the Pepsi. <laughs> no, no, it's Savannah, Georgia. It would be Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's cheer wine. <laughs> oh, is it cheer wine? <laughs> you know what? It might be the knockoff Mountain Dew. It might be Mountain Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Morning Dew. Morning, dude. The or is, more, is that another one? <laughs> like the greatest Dr. Pepper ripoff was Bilo's Dr. Perfect years ago. <laughs> you just say Dr. Pepper. <laughs> was that what it was called? It was called Dr. Perfect because Dr. Pepper had a PhD in yum and Dr. Perfect had a PhD in irony. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect Mr. got a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna drink your doctor. He does perfect surgeries. Just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? It's an inoperable brain tumor. Call in Dr. Perfect. And this is a video footage. He just. <clears throat> he, he hands the scalpel to himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love also love the idea that a doctor is wrestling. <laughs> you know you don't have to do that. <laughs> don't don't go see Doctor Death. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Death. Oh my God, no. Mortician. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Real quick, yeah, finish. Knock uh, off, Doctor Pepper was was Doctor Thunder. That's what I was gonna say. I think that's Sam's Club. I think that's Sam's Club's version. Oh, is that it? okay? Because I'm there's also Doctor Bob, but that was like Coke. <laughs> Dr. Bob, isn't that Meet yeah. the Parents? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's also Meet the Parents. <laughs> uh, real quick, match finishes Dr. with Bob. Lex Luger gets the WCW World title as everybody's brawling around. Oh, 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 oh fuck, 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 I can't forget. An incredible, un unlikely, inconceivable Frankensteiner to Mr. Hughes from Scott Steiner. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. Did you rewind it? Because I, I did. Oh, his he is psyched after that one. He hits this yeah, joystick. He's really, he's really impressed with himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he hits the joystick. Uh, it is... Yeah, baby! <laughs> so uh, Luger grabs the world title belt, clocks Rick Steiner with it, gets the win, and gets out of there pretty quick. Um, 
I end up giving this a five. Like I, at the the sequence. I mean, Lex Luger eats at a, a billion finishers and still manages not to get pinned. <laughs> he takes a bulldog from the top rope, like at least fifty belly to belly suplexes, and then um, a belly to belly from the top rope. It's incredible. Uh, Luger once again, like I, I keep giving him credit for this run. It's a great run of uh, of, of title defenses. Uh, good match, solid match. Five. Jason, what'd you think? Did you notice how quickly Lex Luger got the fuck out of the ring when Scott Steiner came in during the video package? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's about Tombstone Rick Steiner, and you just see like Scott Steiner teleport from off camera, and Lex is just a gold blur. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so this is how good the night has been, over, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Is I haven't haven't heard a lot of stupid commentary necessarily because we haven't had charlie go off about the football references and sports references um but that being said poor lex luger's gpa has dropped again i know <laughs> it's dropped it went from a 4.0 to a 3.8 now it's a 3.78 he's going to be on academic probation by the time our season's over point jim ross is going uh, this isn't work. He's got um, the pencils in his nose as the dean says it to him. <laughs> like he's an animal house. <laughs> Luger, Luger, you gotta get back or you're out. It's just like him. It's all your exams. <laughs> Van Luger. It's great. Uh, the, the power slam. Uh, here it is. Cause we're, at this one point, Luger goes for running clothesline. And like you said, and then Rick Steiner just catches him in like power slams from like six feet in the air. Um, that looks devastating. Uh, this is good. It's, it's again, it's Lex. Uh, he seems pretty blown up, like right from the get go of the match, because where he's like he's like almost like he's trying to hide it. Like, dude, you're not hiding this. Um, so I don't know if he's sick or what's going on. Uh, just you know, it's another. Uh, it's almost like Dan Spivey is. Rick Steiner, only it's just he's using all of his signatures over and over and over again. Uh, it's really good. I, you know, that uh, that was a really cool uh, Frankensteiner, but I wanted to see Harley Race take a Frankensteiner. Um, <laughs> uh, and also, like, where come from? Like, suddenly he's just there, and then and he and Scott are going at it, but it's perfect. Like, you know, if I see Scott Steiner on TV, I better see a Frankensteiner. Um, and he, when he finishes it, he gets his a little like little self celebratory thing. Solid match five. Charlie, what'd you think, man? Uh, pretty much the uh, pretty much the same. Um, I did notice Lex Luger's GPA went down again. It's uh, I, I I heard three point seven eight, but who knows? Um, I did hear a mention of uh, Joe Paterno, but uh, done so well with me. Uh, <laughs> The, the the Scott Steiner line about the one night manager license, um, but yeah, I noticed people on trash. I don't even think the match was over. Just uh, people just weren't having it. Uh, Mister Hughes damn near pancaked Scott Steiner on that Frankensteiner. Uh, it was close, but Scott, he's always amazing. <laughs> his little pump up right after he does it is so funny. <laughs> just like nothing can dissuade his uh, enthusiasm. Um, yeah, the match was okay. It's not bad. Rick Steiner, 
I could I, I I was almost fooled into thinking that he could pull this off. I give this a five. Um, Charlie, can you imagine if like when he did the Frankenstein and Revenge, if they built in that taunt as part of it, you'd be like, no, don't do that. Just get to the I pin. I wish. <laughs> Just get to the pin. I gotta hit L L L. It was like as we've always joked, the Lex Luger w, that that Raw game or Royal Rumble game where he hits the forearm and he poses. It's like no, and then he, and then oh, and then he uh, shows his muscles. Yeah, yeah, pose, and you got to run all the way back across the ring <laughs> to get the cup. Because <laughs> it's a big ring. It is like 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 those old games. Yeah, it's a huge ring, and the guy like yeah. There's no way Steve Austin would get leg his legs caught in this on this rope. But PNU suplex him in that game. No, not at all, not at all. No, it's it's weird going back and playing those games, those acclaim uh, Super Nintendo games realizing how the ring how small the sprites are yeah yeah it's man it's a lot of steps to get into the ropes <laughs> yeah this show was pretty cool like i i actually enjoyed this show quite a bit watching it you know like i know some of the ratings like i'm i, I have to go back I, I, maybe at some point i need to go back and re-watch that austin pn news i know i gave that w- a very low rating but man it was a really enjoyable show like it felt like a fun really fun clash to watch you know really dug it um and it's setting up of such yes a- i thought this was probably go ahead so oh, oh, go ahead jason go ahead go the ahead best- uh, the best wcw show we've had so far i think overall i really it's do more- i think that way more than the japan's as far as because that that doesn't exist that the only thing that ex- you know that that happened outside of continuity with the exception of that one match, like nothing there mattered. That's I me, mean, but like this is just as far as pure WCW two, where there's not like a bunch of people you don't know who they are. Um, this was a good show. I think Charlie, the one th- if that tag match, I mean, like that's a, that's the linchpin of this show. That's what really ties it all together. That that Ricky Steamboat appearance and everything. And granted, like a, a U.S. crowd, it it's definitely different. Like it's different, and that definitely makes the show feel different a little bit too. I think overall that ja- the Japanese show in terms of just quality match quality top to bottom that is i think that's probably still the 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 front runner for uh in that in that regard i think this one just like it it just again that emotion that emotion to it seemed like it was it seemed like everyone there had a really great Yeah, that match is great but i mean that match is wonderful but this is the same card that has tommy rich versus big josh firecracker chip versus beautiful bobby uh diamond stud versus z-man Cass Jack versus Van Hammer. <laughs> like, there's That's tons a- of shit on this show. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, like, I don't know where this whole, oh, this is the best one yet. Oh, no, 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 not Not saying all. it's the best. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it's the best one. I'm, it, it is the most fun. It was the most enjoyable from just, uh, just from a kind of like an, like an emotional response kind of place. Like, you know, like, I, that's where I would give it its props. Like the match quality overall does not match up to the super card. I think that's what it was called. Super card. Yeah, or a super show or super something. Show, um, super mean, show. I mean, that's it's, it's great. You guys, I found I found this to be pretty middle of the road, but uh, that tag match is awesome. I mean, those three those three title matches: the tag match, the U.S. title, and like the really solid like title. The U.S. title is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The the st- stunning Steve PN news is is fine. I mean. I like. I, I find it funny you're defending that, and, and I and I think me and Jason rated it higher. Uh, it's. I mean, it's it's probably Austin's best match uh, since he's 
since he got here. But yeah, it's it's okay. I don't think I'm necessarily defending that one though. I'm talking about those other three. Those three are the ones I really liked. I mean, the, which it, ones? What, what, the world title match? Yeah, the world, the U.S. and the tag. Those okay. three. Those... See, I'll give you the U.S. and the tag. You know, the world was was okay. It's not Luger's best effort, but he definitely like I love his run right now. As that he's champion. awesome as a heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it really works for him. Uh, and Rick Steiner, like they both made each other look good. They do, and it just and the cool <coughs> the cool thing is if you yep. kind of seeing where we're headed here, like you know we've got Sting and Luger for the world title. Perfect. That's exactly what it needs to be. That's great. Yeah. The U.S. title we'll see probably we'll we'll probably see Ricky and Rude go for it, which would be cool. Um, the tag title thing right. is still a, a thing. We'll probably most likely Barry Windham will will come back, and you'll have Rhodes and Windham feuding with the Enforcers. Like that's three really good feuds, and then Liger and and Pillman are, are going to be swearing off soon. So they're setting themselves up for some really cool stuff. Can we talk about Battle Bowl for a second? Sure. You know. Yeah, because I, I, I skipped over it because just got into the match, but I was like, I wanted to make a note of, of going back to it. So it's, I swear, I saw three ads for it on this show. I still have no idea what it is. <laughs> like, okay. Um, like what exactly entails with this match. Like, like the only thing I know for sure is that Scott Steiner could fight Rick Steiner. And you know, just all these matches that would never happen are going to happen here. But the thing that kills me about it is it seems like an awful lot of work to just win and then not get anything. So, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. What do you get when you win? Cause this is before even WWF was doing number. The winner of the rumble is the number one contender. They really hadn't established that officially as a prize for winning the Royal rumble. Right. Right. And I think with this, like you're the battle bowl champion. So I think it involves like a trophy or some type of award presentation. I think the, you know, Oh, you get good. a ring. Yeah, that's it. The ring. That's right. You get the ring, which is awesome. You get a ring to put on. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's the rules. Like, and I, I'm, I am not a hundred percent certain on this. I'll have to go back and look at some notes that I've had on this in the past. When they say they're they're gonna pick these names at random, I think they really picked them at random. I don't think the guys were included on like what the matches were gonna be fixed to be. You know, like in the rumble, like they 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 say it's random. We, I mean, like everyone knows what the, the order is exactly going to be and stuff like that. There's never really any randomness to a lot of these things in wrestling that they say are random. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to look at this. I think with Battle Bowl, Dusty did not tell the guys what their actual matches were going to be. So they when they get their draw, like it's literally a surprise. <laughs> Just fantastic. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but it's it's a Preach. fun. It it it. What's awesome, like, because you caught the part where it's like you're gonna do these mix like draw random drawings to create tag matches, and the winners of the tag matches go into like a two ring battle royal, <laughs> where right you get eliminated. You you actually have two chances to to stay out, like two chances to win almost. Like you can get eliminated once and still be alive. It's it's double elimination. <laughs> You have to get thrown to the other ring. Oh God! And then to the floor. <laughs> That's too ridiculous. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited because I've, I've I remember renting that show a lot. But we'll that. Oh yeah, me too. It, it can't wait. Um, do you have our ratings by chance? Yeah, yeah, I got them. Um, let's see. 
uh, Will, you have it at the lowest, and I was in the middle, and Jason beat us soundly. Uh, he had it much higher than we did, um, but we gave the show a 4.47. 4.47. Da, da, da. I'm getting to my thing here. <clears throat> it's at a six on cagematch.net. It's got a lot of it's yeah, it's got a lot of sixes wow. and sevens on there. Yeah. So, um, okay, so we've covered next show. It's Battle Bowl ninety one, Starcade ninety one, Battle Bowl, the Lethal Lottery. It's got a lot of names. It's got a lot of names. <laughs> <laughs> the final frontier. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um couple cool things all right so coming we have because of the holidays we have um we know that we're going to be spaced out again between this and battleable probably for, you know a few more weeks before we get to that show but we want to do something special something fun um for the crowd this or for the audience this is something that uh this is jason's idea so i give him the credit for <laughs> all the credit 100% of the credit. Yeah, all the credit. They're 100%. 110% <laughs> of the fucking credit. Thanks. None but, of us had anything to do with this. It's going to be a lot yeah, of fun. We ever... Oh, none of us did. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to announce what it is. It's going to be a special episode. And you're going to... If you just keep an eye on our social media feeds on both Twitter and Facebook... We're going to announce it on Friday the 14th here, which is not the most... It, it, Friday the 14th. Wait. Friday the 14th? Why'd you say it like that? I know. I, just, I totally did. That makes it sound like... <laughs> sound like we're doing Krampus or something. <laughs> on, uh, on December 14th, because we're going to release the we're going to release this special episode on the 21st, just before the um, the Christmas weekend. That's going to be extended, hopefully, for most of you. And then um, uh, we'll announce what it is. So just stay tuned for it. Keep an eye on the feeds. It's going to be really, really fun. Can't wait. <laughs> so the other thing, we're tossing this around real quick to wrap it up. I think we're going to create a best of a best of luck spot Hall of Fame. And we're going <laughs> to be, be kind of ironing out the details about nominations and everything. We want to... I think we want to eventually have it coincide with the WWE Hall of Fame <laughs> and around WrestleMania time is when we'll have the the first inductees. <laughs> the best of luck. It'll be just as prestigious, trust me. <laughs> it will be. With uh, 40 minute speeches be, for each. Yeah, for 480 minutes. And there will be no Warrior Award. <laughs> oh, no, there's got to be. There's got to be a Warrior Award. Oh, oh, no. We're going to induct a fan. <laughs> A fan. A fan's going to get the best look. That's right. It's going to be that fan that tried to fuck with one of the Brian Johnsons. <laughs> that that's would what, be the Warrior Award. Like, are you out of your mind? Like, that's Charlie. That's what, the Warrior, that's what the Warrior Award for the best luck spot should be, is best luck spots that involve fans getting hit. That's the it. The fan that hit uh, CM Punk in the back of the head. Oh. That, yeah, that, that one. Yeah, actually, if there is a Warrior Award, it's fans that cross the fucking line. Like, <laughs> any fan that tries to interfere in a Triple H match is always fun. <laughs> there seems to be like, an, an overabundance of videos online of Triple H just eating a guy. Like, do you remember the one where the guy came in and Triple H beat the shit out of him? And then Mike Kyoto's like, fuck, I'll get in on this. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and Mike Chioda started beating up the guy. It was incredible. Shield guy is my favorite because no one knew what the hell was happening where the dude just gets in the ring dressed like <laughs> and stands there and everyone <laughs> That's right. <laughs> are, are, it's like Seth and, and Dean look at each other fighting back. <laughs> Has there been another goddamn rewrite? <laughs> <laughs> so more details will be coming on that. This will be a fun show. Oh this yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll have a warrior award. Yeah. <laughs> See? Man, look how easily you're swimming. There will be no warrior. It went from there will be no warrior award to we'll have a warrior award. Oh, we're gonna have it. So uh Are you gonna take it? Oh you're gonna take it. Oh you're gonna take it. It's gonna be so much fun. So we're gonna be coming up with a nomination process and everything and we'll be releasing that through social media soon though. But just get Start start looking for your nominations. I know plenty of you guys have been so awesome with using the hashtag best of luck spot and sending us stuff. Well, uh, find more and find the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that kid who did like a front flip on the net and then just kind of <laughs> fell into into the abyss? Like I've watched that one so many fucking times. <laughs> That one, that was just James Vanderbeek put that out, and I saw that and I was like, "That's brilliant." The, I'm a big fan of the the combined sandwiches. That shit just made me laugh. Where it's the commercial for the sandwiches. Oh, the bread dude. Oh out. no, <laughs> that was awful. The best part of that one isn't what it is. It's just like how the gift ends. Like someone went. Like someone walked in and they saw was trying to change the channel like <laughs> just ends it was uh i saw i remember jay leno's headlines this was one of my favorites it was absolutely perfect it was just misplaced like newspaper like it's just bad placement on a newspaper page and it was a picture and a headline that said siamese twins to, to finally be separated and it showed the twins the picture right next to it is george w bush with an axe <laughs> george w bush with a what an axe <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss headlines. <laughs> I know. Such a good, good headlines dude. was amazing. Yeah. Um so oh. lots of cool stuff coming. Please continue to follow the the podcast on social media at New Blood Pod, Facebook New Blood Rising Podcast. That's where you'll get the announcement coming up this Friday. That's where you can also we can also start talking about a <laughs> best of luck spot hall of fame. Things of that nature. Uh, <laughs> you think about W with that axe? <laughs> oh, give me a minute. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> now watch this cut. Yeah, bam. <laughs> so, um, I right. myself, I'm at. I think William, I can make it. <laughs> I am at William Rinkin eighty three. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. <laughs> I'm at CM underscore Stabs. We'll see you all next, officially for Battle Bowl 91, Starcade 91, the Lethal Lottery, the Final Frontier, and all and The Undiscovered Country. Endgame. 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 Oh, they fucking took a title from a Highlander movie. <laughs> oh. We're a victory spot quick and 
Oh god, Avengers, the quickening. Oh my god. I would be the final dimension. I would be so there. Uh stay tuned on social media. Big announcement coming soon.